Well, hello there. I'm Natalie Rebecca Hechtman. Just a very quick note as uh, the teams try and, well, find files. Here's a question. What is in real time? We've all talked about that timing is everything. I think many of us have. But what about when you recover a file that could suggest you're doing something you're not because it's from the past? For example, our teams found a portion of a file from 2020. It's in this podcast. So we're going to leave it there. But here is the crazy thing. When you upload a file to your preferred platform and the date changes, how do you prove that it's current? Like, is it really news or is it old? Well, this I think would be a great discussion to have regarding fake news and manipulation of timelines. Looking forward to chatting with you all on Chat with Nat. Bye for now. Do you know one of the wonderful aspects of just keeping it real? I can just tell you what happens and therefore in real time, you are invited into, well, I guess it's my world, but it could be your world too, if, or it is your world already, if you're a digital marketing company. However, for those of you listening, thinking, oh my goodness, what is she rambling about? Well, I get very excited about experiments I conduct. However, my friends, One's in my ear right now. Her name is Siri. Hi, Siri. Hi, everyone at Apple. And my other friends in the other room, well, the legendary Google needs no introduction. 23 years of age right now. And if you haven't heard the story all about Google, that's being presented as a fairy tale. Well, a little bit. I like the introduction to kind of keep it as... And I shouldn't tell you it because I'm ruining the surprise. Cut out. This is Natalie Rebecca Hechtman. You're listening to a podcast. Uh, Hopefully this will be able to go on Prison of Pain uh, because it's more suited uh, to there. We have a group on Twitter. Uh, I'm trying to remember it. If you're wondering why I sound very all over the shop, um, the sheer loss of life that is happening right now while children are playing in the background people that I've tried to ask questions to in um, Australia are not interested in discussing Russia and the Ukraine. It's very reminiscent of an experiment I did when I first started journalism. I couldn't understand how everyone was so interested in Princess Diana, her death. I mean, it was sad and all, but you know, Uh, I actually probably know more about her now than I did then and have more respect for her now, but that's not the point. The point is, from my perspective, if you're in a position of power like that, it's your responsibility to be a good person and do good in the world because you have had such um, good fortune, if we want to call it that, 
I couldn't believe that no one even knew the term Taliban. I took six people at a pool hall. I had been doing promotions there and I thought, well, everyone likes me here. I give them free shots of this, that and the other, film stuff, you know, uh, bring them on radio show and chat with Nat. Uh, so I had some leeway. I took six people and I asked all of them the same question. There was no change to my voice or leading them in any way. Um, and one out of six had heard of the Taliban. It was a woman, she was into alternative therapies if you're interested in uh, demographical information and watched SBS. None of the others knew anything. One asked if it was a city in Europe. Um, that experience when 300,000 women and children were maimed, raped, and murdered, a lot of them as well. Um, you know, the Taliban had already gone in there and taken out all the men and typical thing that any dictator does to weaken the society, so women and children. And it was a small, maybe a quarter of a page ad, maybe uh, ad, God forbid, uh, article, and no one read it and no one saw it because it was on page 14, because the entire newspaper was taken up, and every magazine, but the newspaper was taken up with trials and tribulations of Princess Diana, what she wore, what she ate, what she thought, and I thought, why do I care? I just don't. That's nothing against the royal family, it's nothing against any of that. It's just prioritizing things. I don't understand how people can just not care. Lex Friedman, who is Russian, shared his thoughts. Uh, I don't think, well, I don't know if the podcast I made reaching out to both Russian and Ukrainian uh, businesses and people that um, I know. At times like this, it's very difficult to uh, process. And especially so when... Uh, Everyone around here doesn't seem to give a damn. It's very isolating. But it's Friday. And uh, Australians have a very different idea of the world and our place in it. At that same time, many years ago with the Taliban, very strangely, this part of the conversation, um, I had two girls who moved into my building in Bellevue Hill. I lived on my own with my cat. They had moved here, they didn't have furniture and this, that and the other. And I gave them pots and pans and made food and was welcoming these Eastern Europeans to Australia. It broke my heart when I had such an in-depth conversation with my new neighbours, two girls, and when one was explaining to me that this is why you come to Australia so you don't have to ever care about all the crap in the rest of the world. Having come from Holocaust survivor uh, grandparents and family, they left Europe. They wanted to start a new life. They came here. They never forgot about what they had experienced. In fact, it was so different to everything that they had known in Europe that it was a constant reminder of how different the places and spaces were. I couldn't believe 
that these Eastern European women could just turn their back on their families, their friends, and the society, their community. Um, and what is a community? Because a community isn't just uh, the people who are like you. A community can be very diverse, but share the values. And I know that, you know, we're very blessed to have very specific communities. And Prison of Pain, Chronic Pain is just the most shining example of what can be achieved when you bring people of like mind together. It doesn't matter that our languages are different, our experiences, our ages, our genders, our sexuality, our intelligence, our creativity, our, it really, but we all share, and I am shouting out to Stanley, uh, Australia, however, has written articles about Taiwan. Well, I wish someone had listened to me more than a year ago because we did a massive campaign for Taiwan. I guess it was too early. Can someone please explain? If the world is changing as we know it and we have an opportunity to do better, then why? Why aren't we thinking globally as well as locally? Why aren't we caring about issues that affect humanity? If one of us is suffering, then we all suffer. That's what it is to be human. We all share that in common. I ask, please, share your thoughts, talk about the issues that are happening and prevent such atrocities from occurring again in the future. That's the only way humanity will survive. From a little bit of research that I did some years ago, it seems that at the end of the second cycle, so third generation after an atrocity, another world war occurs. And we're right on schedule, unfortunately. I had naively thought that people would have learnt by now that we have evolved as a species and we've seen and learnt. But the people calling the shots are still in the old mentality. So to every young person listening, you have the power. You do. They're going to die soon. Don't worry. This will be the last of their poor excuses for decision making and solutions and we can talk about many different terms. The good news is hopefully this will be the last that you have to witness Gen Z, millennial, everyone. I mean, look at it. Study. Read Anne Frank's diary. Read Frida Kahlo's. Read people who have been trying to reach out Javier Bardem played a character in Before Night Falls, the story of a true writer uh, who was persecuted for being a writer, for being gay in Cuba, who spent years trying to get his work out so that people could find out what was happening. I'm now going to say something which is going to be taken very poor. Well, you know what, I'll leave it up to you to decide. Share your thoughts. Um, I can't believe that we're back to the Cold War. I was listening a long time ago to the debates uh, between Nixon and JFK in one of our podcasts. I don't quite know how, but maybe I did it intentionally without knowing. I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I just don't know. But I was listening to a podcast that I'd finally heard. I think it was from last year. And there was JFK talking. 
And at the time, I had encouraged so many people, especially in Australia, to listen. Uh, they weren't really receptive, also on 9-11. Uh, to listen to this, they said it was an American thing and uh, I just met an Egyptian man who said he likes Australia better than America and doesn't like American ideas. And here were more profound ideas and looking historically and how we could better and make America stronger. And, you know, I'm championing, uh, I say to people, you know, I was eight years old, I used to walk around telling people I was an American in a past life and I needed to get back home. And I've just always cared a lot about the United States of America and what it represents. And I ask everybody, please think about the amazing people that have come before. Think about the barriers that have been broken in a good way. And unfortunately, it seems that we are back to the Cold War. But please remember, there are multiple worlds wars occurring simultaneously and do not become distracted by something that is just locally and think about it on a world platform because right now it's as though capitalism is being threatened by the notion of communism and socialism uh, Israel got rid of their notion of socialism a long time ago when they pulled apart the notion of a kibbutz. Um, if you would like to know more, we can talk about that at some other point. But these, do we call them political? Do we call them economic? Do we call them lifestyle? I mean, we're at the point where we can really change things. Do we want a monarchy? Do we want a republic? What is a sovereign country? What does it mean to be in a trade embargo? What does it mean to lift those trade embargoes? What are we doing to help smaller countries become self-sufficient? Why did the USSR have the power that it had? Many would argue China is mimicking the exact pathway. Why can't the Ukraine be independent? Why can't Australia be independent? Is Australia owned by America or the UK? Why uh, is English still the number one country in many Caribbean nations where many would argue French should be? There are so many things that we could be discussing and why aren't we? I encourage you all to visit resort managers, please, because we are resorting the notion of management leadership and sustainable business practices. I ask you, I've used this example many times and hopefully you won't mind, I hate repetition, but why not? If people are spending an exorbitant amount of time indoors on a computer, and they are staying awake for many, many, many hours. Many are taking horrible chemically derived drinks, you can fill in the names, that are just absolutely toxic. I'm not saying any stimulant is a great thing, um, but coffee, I love coffee, and there are many who love tea. But coffee sales have gone through the roof there is a lack of supply with an increased demand for energy drinks, coffee, etc., etc. There are healthier ways to do this. 
Uh, hence, I have been developing NASA tea, which also has coffee and NASA coffee and things like that. But that's not the point for this moment. For this moment, if we have a lack of demand, that's one thing. But we have a lack of supply. That's another. Economically, if we have a lack of supply, then we look where we can in order to either increase the volume that we are purchasing at, which we might have to do in conjunction with other businesses to fill those containers, and then we look at who's controlling the shipping routes. Resort managers is via ships. Can also be via planes. Why is it that I just met a businessman who cannot take his customers on boats and ships because he's waiting for a turbo part for his boating business. No one can go diving, no one can do what they need to do because he needs this small turbo part from Sweden. And he's been waiting since November. Let's go back to the coffee, it's simpler. So for example, fair trade, where does the money go? Does it, does it actually go to the communities? Do you trust the organizations? Because at the moment, I don't. Fair trade, I love the notion. I wanna go there and see. I'm no longer uh, just going to believe the rhetoric. Where is the money going? How come some of the greatest nations, why is, has Jamaica not been included? Why are there women there who are cultivating all the time and we could be partnering with? Now, is it a language barrier? Is it a cultural barrier? Is it an economic barrier? There are so many barriers to entry. That's why, in principle, I like the idea of a decentralized society. Now. What happens when that equates with communism? Has anyone had these discussions? And I might have just missed them. But communism is not necessarily the answer. Look at what's happening right now. Why is no one going in there and helping? Where is NATO? And I'm sorry to say this, but with every single campaign, and I am... Um, a victim of this too, is that the correct word? No, I made decisions and I have been focusing on Asia and I have been focusing on uh, America, I have been focusing on South America and empowering Mexico and many of these nations that have uh, chosen societally wonderful paths, strengthening both the churches and the people and I mean it is really remarkable and then I look at other places and say well is it because we've placed so much emphasis on Africa that thank God we don't have the same problems in Ethiopia that we did and there are not babies with big bellies but has that now gone and changed and we need to go and help Eastern Europe and these countries there that seem to just I mean do people remember that Stalin killed more people than Hitler do people remember? For example, my grandfather was in a Siberian concentration camp. Are you even aware that that occurred? I don't know if people know the history. Now the good news is, is that that, break up the word, it's his story. And thank God, there's some she's in power now, so let's just ignore the archaic notions of what the world was and start looking at the, what the world could be or should be or how we can change it for the better. I don't want to speak for too long. I'd rather try and work out a way that this can go online because when I read tweets, I just keep seeing the image of Tiananmen Square, Vietnam. But what about the Berlin Wall? What about people running for their lives then? As they are now.
there's a woman on um, Twitter, and you can go to our thread. I think it's called a thread. I don't know. Um, who uh, has been reaching out saying if you're running from the Ukraine to Poland, she'll give you safe passage. <laughs> oh. And then we have identity cards in some parts of Europe, which this is a fucking holocaust. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I didn't want to just cry. Um, please take a moment to um, educate yourself about what's happening and see what you might be able to do because we are really better together. Lex Friedman, thank you for writing and showing people that you can be greater than the country you were born into the culture you were born into, the family you were born into, you can choose to be who you want to be. So Lex Friedman, um, <laughs> who I described as a dashing Russian, has shown. And I thank him for that. So to all the people in the Ukraine and in Russia and everybody who is praying for them. <laughs> Thank you to the people who were tweeting about it and not tweeting about shit. Um, I've said my name. I'm hoping this will go online. I'm sorry for crying. Um, and I just, yeah, I'm grateful to the people who are making a difference in this world. Don't lose hope. Sometimes that's all we have. My grandfather, a Holocaust survivor, said idealism is the reason why we're dead. It's a very fine line between becoming cynical and not caring. So I urge you, don't watch too much of the horrific footage because it desensitizes, just like a video game. People forget these are real people. That's another discussion. All right, I'm going to go and have something to... Um, water, peppermint, or something like that, and um, please uh, share your comments, get involved in a discussion. I do want to start spaces about conversations that matter. I'm now Rebecca Hechtman. You're listening to a podcast. Thank you. bizarre to me I'm reading an article by Stanley Tucci interestingly this is about uh, Julie and Julia the film and why Stanley Tucci is so enamored with uh, Julia Child also his experiences working with uh, Meryl Streep and Nora Ephron on Julie and Julia uh, also he worked with Meryl Streep uh, on The Devil Wears Prada Something quite fascinating is Stanley Tucci describing his love of food and the impact watching the French chef had on him and now today how he also thinks about cooking shows and what they're doing. He has written a book which I actually can't wait to read. It has a fabulous title, My Life Through Food. And it just has the word taste, you know, taste my life through food. Uh, we could be analysing this, well, we are, as a graphic uh, representation. When you are doing your book covers, 
think about and get a very good graphic designer uh, because I can see so much of what Stanley Tucci is saying or what his team is presenting as he is saying uh, but this article in Time magazine is phenomenal so it really works very well together with uh, the book cover. Um, the reason we're talking about food is that it's suggestive that this book will take you on a journey possibly uh, through Stanley Tucci's quite amazing career and enable you to taste it as you go. I think it's a fantastic concept.